You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. What's going on, Berto here? And Berto, we're back after a little little bit of a break there. Yeah, man. Listen, these uh these books been they've been kicking my ass, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh it, it's not even you know it's crazy though. It's just a it's just a, the schedule, you know, just working and in school and then working and school and then It's just life, man. And it's not all Bert. We should tell everybody it's, only, it's, not it's all... only two days a week. Yeah, it's only two days a week, so it's not terrible. <laughs> yeah. Know? And it's not all Bertle's fault. There was a couple days in there that we were supposed to record that it was my fault. So, <laughs> so yeah. there's that. <laughs> yeah, That's, it is what it is. But we're back, man. You know, and uh, today, hopefully, hopefully they, it's a good return, man, because it's it's something. I mean, I've touched on it probably in episodes, you know, just here and there, but I think we never really covered it to you know, to, to, to its full extent. And that's just, you know, how futures are, are really treated, right? How how they're treated, you know, from the time they, I guess, roll up to ultimately if they are they become made guys or whatever you want to call it, you know, official or whatever the hell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a, I think that's a good, a good topic, man. And I think uh, I, you realize how much... <laughs> We used to be doing a lot of bullshit, man, to each other. And, uh, you know, we we try to make it, you, you try to make light of it now, you know what I mean? I guess even then you try to really make light of it, but uh, it's some pretty good, uh, some pretty good shit that used to happen to, I mean, to all of us, man, just, you know, it's what it is. So you got anything you want to ask before that? Uh, no, no, I, I think it's better to just get into this one and the questions right. will come to me, so. All right, yeah, so... <laughs> you know, well, obviously I like to start with myself, right? Like as far as, you know, as a future man, like there's, there's certain things that I guess people, they get confused, right? They're like, what's expected of you? Can you, you know, what are actually you are allowed to, to claim, I guess is the right word, right? Like it's weird, bro. It's like, okay. So when you're, <laughs> when you're first becoming a future to, to, to becoming a king, right? Like you can't even say you're a king you know, cause you're technically not right. But you're also technically taking on the enemies that the Kings have too. So it's, it's really weird, bro. And it's like, you're, you're not supposed to really be able to throw up the crown. And so it's like, it's hard to really represent as a future, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're just like with Kings all the time, which is really what you're supposed to, it's supposed to be ideal, you know, but I'm saying like by yourself or whatever, like you, you you're not supposed to be like, it's weird, bro. At least that's how it was back then. You, you know, you, you basically, you never say you're a king unless you really were. You know what I mean? And is that like made very clear to somebody when they first come into the fold of this? Or is this just something yeah. that's expected to be known? No, no. Like, 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 like crews are going to tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, man, like, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, we started doing the, you know, I guess to get ahead of myself right away. But we started doing the shit where we were winging, you know, like putting certain members, you know, futures under our wings, you know, individually so that we kind of had a hold of these guys and basically were responsible for them and, and, and their, you know, transition. And so that, that was kind of, well, I can get into that in, in a second, but yeah, I think, I think like, uh, like I was saying, like with myself, man, you know, I used to think about, uh, I used to think about like being a king as like this, you know, you're this untouchable guy, you know what I'm saying? Like in your head, you're like, man, this is, you're going to be this untouchable dude and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so obviously like, you don't feel like it's going to be easy as a future, you know? So, so I knew it was going to be like, it was going to be tough, but there's like different ways to, to haze, I guess is what it is. Um, and I went through one of them, my, one of my times where I was kind of quote unquote haze where, you know, they told me that I was going to be dropped off into one hood and, 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 you know, dropped off with the AK and, and, you know, obviously I passed that test, you know, there's different ways and that's one way, you know, to test somebody's heart, but you can also test somebody's heart through like just anything, bro, like wrestling or, or, you know, even fighting, 
you know, even fighting amongst like futures and shit like that, like it wasn't encouraged, but we want to see heart, bro. And that's what they wanted to see. You know, I, I know when, you know, when I was at Kasinka and, and, and even when I was just before that, um, obviously we had a lot of guys that wanted to come around and, you know, I'd be proactive in that shit, bro, because I felt like, I felt like, man, I, it, it was so hard for me. And this is just me being selfish, right? Because I know a lot of guys had it worse though. That's what's crazy. That's what's crazy is like, I feel like I had it hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? And to some extent I did, but I know guys that had it worse than me. You know what I'm saying? As far as coming up and coming around. And so I just always like thought about that shit when there was new people coming in and I didn't want them to feel like it was some cakewalk, you know? And so um, there was a lot of hazing that went on, bro. There was a lot of, you know, some of it was unnecessary probably. Like I gave you an example, like with Cali, right? Like, man, I remember we fucked Cali up so bad, man. Like I, that was one, like I felt bad about, you know, even, even, man, I'm, <laughs> I think, I think uh, I want, I forgot who it was. One of the time there was one of these futures, man, they did something wrong. I was just talking the other day. I think I was talking to, to, to Benny about it. But they did something wrong, man, and they stuffed this dude in underneath like a porch <laughs> and wow. like locked the door and like left him there for like 13 hours, bro. Like Holy literally hell. left him there. Yeah, and he was just under there, bro. And they went back and finally got him. You know, shit, we thought the shit was hilarious. It's pretty cruel, but we thought the <laughs> shit was hilarious. real cruel, man. But but it was little shit like that, man. And you know, like obviously you have the 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 personal stuff that people do to try to test people's hearts, you know, like I mentioned like how it was with me and Dre and, and how he he tried to test me and, and, and mine and and that that you know that's like passed down, bro. You know, it just it, it is like there's there's some form or fashion and, and you know like I think about it bro and, and in the in the gang in the gang environment that shit is a necessity. You know, it just is bro. Like you have to be able to look someone in their eyes, bro, and understand when they're scared and when they're not, like what, what kind of fear it is, because everybody has fear, bro. You know, I don't care what kind of gang member you are, bro. You're going to have, you're going to have fear, dog. Like, you know, nobody is above that shit, but it's what kind of fear and how you react. You know what I'm saying? Like how you let that fear dictate what you do. And, and you have to be able to test that, bro. Cause your life is on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like your life is on the line at all times. And so I used to feel like that. Like I used to be like, man, you know, like if these dudes are, are soft, like I don't want them around me. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't depend on them. And so, yeah, bro, we did a lot of hazing, bro. We did, we, you know, there was a lot of brothers like, you know, that obviously they made it, they made it through it. And, and even, and me too, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I was not above it. Like guys would try to get me as much as they could. I think the worst that ever happened to me though, like on some like drunk shit was probably like just getting my, my fingernails painted or something like that. You know what I'm saying? When, Nothing crazy, bro. I was usually a pretty good. I was pretty good. Um, I could hold my alcohol really well, and and I was usually one of the last guys up. But you know, a lot of the hazing happened at at our parties. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like this was more of a? Was this meant to be more of a test to test the future, or was it more of just, you know, you guys fucking with the future? <laughs> well, it was a combination of both. So I'll say this, right? There was futures that we knew were worthy of being members at that time. And then there was guys who we didn't feel like were were really ready for that, but that's that's at that time, you know, but you still have to put the test you still have to put the test in place, bro, because it's a placeholder. You know, like yeah, you might not be ready right now, you know, but you you'll be ready. Like you have to meet these standards. Like I'm gonna give you an example. Is is like for me it was like Benny. Like a lot of people don't know that Benny was around, bro, forever. Benny was around from you know twelve years old. It's just he was never he never got, you know, he never got beat in because he he just wasn't he wasn't ready for that. You know, there was a standard, but but he came along and then look, Benny became one you know one of the you know, most dangerous guys in the street. You know what I mean? Like, just call it what it is, you know? And there's respect on his name. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes it's just like that, bro. And so you still have to put the tests in place. You know, you still have to be able to be like, all right, you got to meet these standards. And you know they're not going to because they're still, they're just not ready. 
but we so yeah we would do the hazing the haze but we do the hazing just to mess with them you know what i mean and and uh and, and we, yeah we would do dumb shit bro i remember this cali was so drunk bro. i remember tim had the the whole vacuum he had the whole vacuum on his back and he was vacuuming his back <laughs> you know that shit was so funny man like just dumb shit like that bro like there would be you know just kid we were kids bro you know what i mean but the idea behind it was was real you know we understood like you know, we understood what we were doing to to the extent that we knew it was life or death. <laughs> yeah, who you around, who you have around you is important, bro. And do you think that was there? Do you have any examples of a person where where they first came in as a future, and you're like, you're like, man, this guy's kind of soft. But as you hazed him and hazed him, you just saw like, holy crap, he's just becoming tough as a rock. Yeah, well, I think I think Cali was that guy, bro, for real, like. I think I don't I don't I don't really know the whole but it's funny man like he's related to Toot in some way I think he's his cousin in some way but you know obviously he wasn't from Milwaukee and so you know when when he first came around like we didn't know what to think of him and then you know obviously like you know some guys they can't they they get drunk fast or some shit you know like they can't hold their alcohol and so those guys, man, a lot of times in it's not even about hazing. Yeah, they just become victims of a of a drunk <laughs> night, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but then ultimately that spirals, right? And and but usually, you know, that first incident is what makes or breaks. It makes or breaks a lot of guys. A lot of guys, you know, what I'm saying like they they <laughs> they understand like oh shit, like you know I can't be falling asleep around these dudes or whatever. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, bro, and then and then it and then so yeah, I think when we first seen him, when I first seen him, I was like, yeah, this dude really ain't about shit. He ain't seen nothing, you know what I'm saying? I think that's a big uh, a big thing that you know uh, when you're young, bro, you think that your your neighborhood is the scariest neighborhood you ever been around, right? Or you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you you think you've been in the crazy shit that you know nobody can match that, but the reality is it's it's you know it's ruthless everywhere, bro. And so, yeah, I think we underestimated what Cali really was about, regardless of where he was from. And then, bro, yeah, he went through a lot of haze and he just, he, not only did he he withstand that shit, you know, he became like a solid dude, man. Like a real, like, righteous dude. I mean, even to this day, he's, he stayed loyal to, to the guys. So, yeah, he was definitely one of those guys, bro, from the beginning that uh, we never knew. Would he make it? Would he not? And he outshined everybody. Right. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's one of them guys, bro. But we had guys like, listen, I feel, you know, rest in peace to these guys, man. Um, you know, I, I talked about him before, you know, like Jordan, Jordan and his brother, John. John, I didn't, I, yeah, I went to middle school with John. You know, like I said, he was a friend from way back. Jordan, I actually knew though from the street, you know, and like meaning like he was trying to be with the guys. And um, he was one of the guys that falls in this category too, where we knew he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready at that point, you know, but he wanted to have heart, you know, it's just, bro, it just takes time for some guys, you know what I'm saying? And we knew Jordan wasn't ready, but we liked him around. He was funny and he was a part of a lot of hazing, bro. He was one of the guys that, man, he got hazed a lot, but he kept coming. He just kept coming around, kept, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think he was, I'm trying to think, man, I'm trying to think of what are so many things that, <laughs> so many things that. <laughs> Just dumb shit that guys do, bro. Like shaving off eyebrows and all that shit. Yeah, that's that's fun, bro. But, you know, guys be like, you know, like dudes will be like literally standing in a room full of people and and one of the fellas will pants them. You know, I'm talking about like pants them, like straight, you know, draws and everything. And they just stand in the middle of a room full of people, butt ass naked, (laughs) drunk as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because they couldn't hold her. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't hold their drink. Like, shit like that was a regular, bro. Like, it was just, it, it shit just happened, bro. So, you know, that's the kind of guys we had. And the funny shit, bro, you know, when I had got locked up, man, there was a lot of shit that, that I missed, man. But, you know, my brother used to tell me about it all the time. Just like, they had, I wish they could find it to this day, but they had a recording. Um, they would, like, record on this on this camcorder, just funny-ass shit, bro. Like, funny-ass moments. Drunk, drunk <laughs> nights and shit like that. And, and I wonder whoever found that. Yeah, yeah I found when, that and found gold. Yeah, wouldn't you love to have those tapes now? <laughs> yeah, they, I, but you know what, though? I think about it. If somebody would have found it and like, righteously watched it, 
like it would have showed up on like ridiculousness or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have been on some type of big show. Like you would have been like, damn, that's some funny shit. Cause they would do, you know, we would do dumb shit, bro. You know, hazing, hazing, bro. It just came along with, with you trying to come around the guys, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and it could have been anything, bro. Like, like I said, man, you know, like even when I was in future, like I guys would try to like rip jokes all the time, man. You know, but I was just crafty, bro. Like from a young age, I was quick on my feet. So I would, I had no problem throwing jokes back. You know what I'm saying? And, and I got good at it. And so, um, usually when you're good at something and guys try to do it and you're better, or you, you know, they back down a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, you don't want to embarrass them. I, I got in trouble one time for that. Me and my brother were together, you know what I mean? And, uh, and we were around the walkers, you know, my brother was, was kicking it around 19th street already. You know, obviously I was still by wall, I was still on Walker and, but we're futures though. You know what I'm saying? And these guys are like throwing, you know, they're trying to throw jokes, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like calling, you know, they're talking like me and my brother are pretty boys and just, you know, little shit like that. And, uh, but, you know, but these dudes are like older, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so we're just, I, I forgot what we said to him. We said something about his earrings, bro. I think we told him his earrings were going to melt or something like that. Bro, he took it like personal, like called us to the side. You know, we're futures, you know, like call us to the side. Like can't be disrespecting you know older brother in, in front of people and shit like that and because he was he was he had the spot you know i didn't notice at the time but he was a kasinka mm-hmm. you know and so but whatever i didn't i mean at that like i was like bro we're just joking you know what i'm saying like y'all joking <laughs> we joking like nothing personal but that's just kind of how that shit goes bro like that hazing i think a hazing you know what I also think i think about uh the type that like the kind of people that uh escape the hazing you know, and kind of how they made it in, in, into the nation. And I think about that, like what kind of brothers they became, you know what I'm saying? Like, because obviously I got hazed in different ways. You know what I'm saying? I got hazed. Like I know got like my brother got hazed, like, you know what I'm saying? We got hazed even as Kings, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so shit was like different for us. Right. But then you think about the guys that I think about the guys that got, that really came in, that didn't get hazed, like guys like Mike, you know, not little Mike. This is like a different Mike. Mike didn't get hey. I talked about him before. He didn't get hazed like that, bro, because he was like locked up a lot, like in and out, and and it was weird, like his relationship with the with the with with us in 19th Street. He wasn't like never consistently looked at like that, and so he didn't get hazed, bro. You know, but look at he became he was a he was a garbage dude, and and, uh, and then you you know even like Mario. Mario was another one that didn't really get hazed, bro. He, he, he got, he got a pass because his family did so much for the guys, you know, like just having a place to stay, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, for the guys to come over, you know, we're all young, bro. So just having a spot, like, so he kind of got, he kind of got a pass for that, bro. Like I think about that, like, yeah, that's that hypocritical shit again. You know what I'm saying? That, that favoritism shit, like, because bro, he never really got hazed, you know, and I, you know, it's obviously you guys are like, damn, we ain't gonna have no place to go if this dude, if he breaks bad, you know what I'm saying? Because I think maybe in 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 a lot of guys' hearts, right, in a lot of guys' minds, they they thought like if you pushed him too hard, he would break, you know what I'm saying? Because he was one of the guys that wasn't ready either, mm-hmm. you know, he was too young, he was he was too young, and a lot of guys like, man, he's soft, he ain't ready, you know. And so I think he didn't get hazed, bro, like that. He kind of got a pass, and it was it's bullshit if you think about it, but. Um, <laughs> But for real, that's what it was. Like a lot of guys, you know, that was a place for us, bro. That was a hub. Mario's house was always a hub. It was a safe haven. I'm curious because you just talked about a couple people that didn't get hazed and they weren't really good kings. Can you think of an example of somebody that kind of escaped hazing, but also turned out to be a good king? Or do you think that the hazing is part of what makes you a good king? Well, listen, bro, if I mean, if we're being, we're, we're on the subject of uh, favoritism, obviously guys like Mondi, you know what I'm saying, didn't get hazed like that. But Mondi was a solid dude, like a good mm-hmm. dude. You know what I'm saying? That's my mom. That was my boy, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's guys that obviously got escaped that because of their family and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so they get a little bit of a, you know, like a nod, you know, nobody's. Nobody's going to be like, <laughs> you know, like really hazing and, and pushing around Champ's little brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody was going to be yeah, doing that. Yeah, okay. Mondi you know, was so Champ's he, little brother? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I, I have you said Come that? Come on, Eric. I yes, don't. Think I've I said didn't. that a million oh, times. Really? Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't put that together. I'm sorry. You slipping on air. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, so you would get like, you know, you would get guys that wouldn't get hazed like that. They would get hazed a little bit, but I mean, you know, I'm gonna give you an example of guys like even like Monty, right? Like he wasn't hazed per se, but he would get he would get his get back in little ways. Meaning, like I t- I told you the time about where he was one minute late, literally yeah. one minute late to the meeting, and Jay gave him a violation. So little shit like that is like kind of a haze, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like come on bro like if you were one minute late what would you do you know what i'm saying like well if you weren't the number one like come on you and, know so and even if you look at Mondi's situation just the fact that he do- didn't get hazed he also had because champ was his brother he had a lot of pressure on himself to deliver you know because if you would have came in there being champ's brother and just been complete crap that would have been just totally unacceptable in everybody's eyes. So he had to have that, you know, tough exterior to it because he had something to live up. Just like you said, there was a certain amount of pressure on you just because of the long line of family that you had that was also Kings. So, right. You you know what I think about too, bro? I think with our, with our, the generation, um, obviously that we brought in, that we had a part of bringing in. I feel like we didn't haze them as hard, bro. And I and and maybe this goes to um, what we tried to represent at that time, which was that you know we were a brotherhood and we were all about each other and and you know what I'm saying like basically like you know we treat each other as, as equals. And to some extent that that broke us down, bro, because there has to be a hierarchy, there has to be a chain of order, there has to be a level of respect that goes up to somebody who earned it. And I think that got lost a little bit, you know, with some of the younger members, you know, because we we kind of we emphasized it was about us, you know. And so, you know, a lot of uh, there was a saying that, you know, your crown isn't bigger than mine, you know, and vice versa. And so guys would use that as as ammunition, like when they became kings, they would use that as ammunition to be off, you know, to be not not as cohesive with us as they were before they became Kings. If that makes sense, you know, like that little group, bro, that we made, um, I I was a part of it, but I was locked up for a lot of it, you know? So I feel like, but, but obviously I would, you know, I'm a part of the generation that made it. So, so so I take um, credit and blame for it, but, you know, you could tell the, the unity wasn't the same, meaning that they broke off into their own little group. You know, they had their own little section of, I guess, one nines, you know, that they were um, kind of associating with within themselves. This is a little bit obviously off the topic of futures, but it goes to show like these were the futures that we raised. And so I don't know if we created that demon. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we gave them too much uh, love instead of instead of discipline, you know, because ultimately that's what it comes down to, bro. There has to be a, a good balance of that. You know, and good leaders have that. You know, you 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 talking about guys like we've talked about it before. I can only give examples that I know personally, right? Like you talk about somebody like Jay or or my boy Snuff, right? Like you want to talk about good leaders, like Jay tried to lead through discipline, mm-hmm. um, but different, but but misguided discipline. You know, not 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 discipline that came from a good place. You know, when you know when you want to say you want to give me a violation for not going to school you know, out of one side of your mouth. And then, and then I tell you that I can't go to school because I'm on the run. You know, that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. Like, you know, but at the same time, you want me in the neighborhood carrying a pistol. And so like, you can't try to, you know, anyways, so his form was different than snuff, you know, snuff was more, he wants to talk to you. He wants to see where your head's at. He wants to see what your capabilities are, you know, and he judges you on that. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he he felt like he was mature enough to to read. He didn't need to give this sense of um, like a test or 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 beat you down until you submitted. You know what I'm saying? Like he had a different way of seeing a leadership. You know, and so you can tell there's differences. Even with Dre, Dre had his own. Dre was above Jay with his own personal um, influences on the nation that he tried to incorporate. And I've mentioned those before. You know, so it's it, the different kind of leadership is what's going to determine, you know, obviously what's being funneled into the nation. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so when we were, when we had leadership, you know, the kind of guys that we brought in, we were bringing in guys that were willing to shoot. That was one thing that was a criteria, you know, but there's a lot of other qualities that have to go along with that, bro. You know, I don't know if we just, maybe we weren't mature enough or old enough to see it or, or like I said, we tried to lead with love, you know, and, and, um, and respect. And, you know, I think that gets away sometimes when you need to be able to put your foot down on somebody's neck. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and be, and be a disciplinarian. It, um, it's, it's really funny how, how there is such a balancing act in leadership. Like so many people are leaders that take it way too far and become way too strict or whatever the right term you would be. But then at the same time, if you go too loose, then you have people running right. around, you know, with really right. no, no discipline whatsoever. So right. it's like just a really exactly. fine line. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's, and those, and ultimately it's deeper, it's deeper because these are the, this is the generation that you create. So it's not mm -hmm. just, I mean, look at, you know, you want to talk about creating generations, like you compare it to the real world, it's the same thing, right? Like the generation that's here now is different than the generation before and, you know, like, and so on and so forth. But, and that's how it goes. Like you create that generation, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you're a part of it. You're, you're ultimately molding these brothers to be your, you know, your, your guys. And so maybe we fell short. I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, I think you probably, I mean, it depends on how you look at it because you can look at it and say, well, they had that discipline and so, or they, they were stricter. So, so they, there was more discipline there, but there are probably a lot of things that by being the more friendly leaders that probably brought in a whole slew of good things that yeah also we had helped good, the game you know, what I'm you saying? know for the most part too man like we 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 emphasize like the brotherhood like take the shirt off my back for you you know what i'm saying like you know what i mean like we were that kind we emphasize that kind of love you know what i'm saying that kind of support for each other like you see your brother down like he needs anything like you know obviously if i have a cheeseburger you hungry you we splitting it in half you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that's how we were bro like we just through and through from top to bottom, you know what I'm saying? And so we, we definitely, we definitely push that narrative, you mm -hmm. know, with the younger guys. And so, but we still had like, we would try to do like, you know, we did wrestling circles and shit like that, bro. Like that was a mainstay, you know, like you had a bunch of scrappy guys, you mm -hmm. know, a bunch of guys that, you know, like didn't mind. Um, with the exception, like I said, like one time we for <laughs> we basically forced Mario and Angel. Angel was another one who wasn't getting hazed, right? Angel was another Angel was a guy, bro, where he wasn't ready and that he and and he voiced that he wasn't ready, you know? Mm -hmm. And um and we liked him so much when he hung out with us, you know that we wanted him to be one of the guys and he was Toot's cousin. And so we were like pushing, like, come on, man. Like, and he was older. He was older than me, older. I think he was older than Tim, but he was like really quiet, you know, like really reserved, but he would hang around and he wasn't like scary. He didn't seem scary, you know, obviously, but what you seem and what you end up being is entirely different thing. And so anyways, we were, we were like, man, like, come on, man. Like, you know, like be one of the guys basically where we were pushing him. Because we felt like he would be one a good brother, you know what I'm saying? Like we think, okay, it's Toots family, like of course, like it just makes sense. And um, man, was that what a mistake? That was a huge mistake. And he was like one of the worst guys, and um, really, really lame. And everybody knew it right away. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I'm saying? But but that's the difference, bro. It's, hanging out with somebody is different than him being one of the one of the fellas. Man, it just is. You know, like you hang out like Eric, we can you could come and hang out with us all the time. But you we would know like Eric's not going to be one of the guys, bro. I'm he's not cool as shit to out. hang out. <laughs> yeah, he's cool as shit to hang out with, but he's just not going to be one of the guys. And sometimes that that line gets distorted when you get too drunk. You know what I'm saying? You start thinking this could this guy could be all right. You know what I mean? And, you know, and um, and then you realize, no, that's wrong. And that's got to so, be a hard thing to deal with because at some point in time, you have to tell that person like, like, this is not for you. Like, I love you to death, man, but this is not for you. And that's a got to be a really yeah, and, hard and thing that to goes, do. You know, that's a, that's a good segue into, into, into transitioning back to talking about the futures, right? Is because it, it, the expectations, 
right? Mm-hmm. The expectations that are put on the future, right? So we, I guess we can, we can be a little more descriptive, right? So as a future man, you're expected to obviously, um, you know, like you get your basic shit, like as a, as a young man, right? Carry yourself with respect and, you know, all these, um, you're, you just have morale, right? As a, as a young man, right? And so that's one thing, but obviously your expectations is to represent the nation, you know what I'm saying? Like never back down, never let anybody disrespect the crown. Like that's your duty. Like you're, you're, you're taking that oath. So even before you're even one of the click, like you're already willing to put your life on the line for it. And so, um, that's the crazy part, you know, and, but it's real. And I think that early on, you're so, you're so blind to it. You don't even really, you don't even really think about it. You're like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, it's just, just my life. But, um, <clears throat> Yeah, you do it, bro. And so um those are those are that's kind of expected of you, right? And then obviously like you're going to have like your depending on where you're at, like your 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 around time, your hang around time. Like you got to be around, bro. You have mm-hmm. to be around. Like yeah, everybody's you learn to live your life, but we we were transparent with each other. So we knew where each other we knew where each other lived, you know what I'm saying? Like we knew each other's parents and family you know we were we were like you know through and through like so if you were going to be a part of this um like you were going to be exposed you know you were going to be transparent so um that was an expectation now that wasn't always like that like on walker it wasn't really like that you know like it was really kept separate bro like um obviously like i was really close with geeky so i i was i was you know I was introduced to his family and, and, you know, I stayed by his house before and, and shit like that. But, but for the most part, those guys were private, you know, mm-hmm. they would, they would keep the nation and their family separate, you know? Um, I guess there were some brothers like that from 19th street early on, like the older guys. But as far as like our generation, no, nah, we were like a hundred percent, like we were with each other. Um, that was a, that was a requirement, bro. It was time in like, what, where, when you're going to be around. And I'm sure it's like that for every hood. You know, you got to be in the hood for a certain amount of time. This is another thing that is really, really like, uh, I guess it's not controversial, but it's a, it's kind of a little bit of a, a generational, um, I guess a generational switch because huh. the, a lot of, a lot of people used to talk about how they were, you know, in gangs, they force you to go do this. They force you to go do murders. You know, they force you to go whatever the case is, right? Or to get in, you gotta have a murder, you gotta you gotta and maybe that was true, bro, in the eighties or you know, some part of the nineties. I don't know. But I just know like with us, like well, first of all, we were never had to be forced to be on dumb shit. We were mm-hmm. willing participants, <laughs> you know. But aside from that, I've never heard of anybody getting ordered to do anything like as far as like yeah to go to go you know yeah go shoot up a house or but it it wasn't coming across it never came across as like an order like if you don't do it you die you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i don't think it was like that bro i think and maybe maybe i'm oblivious maybe i'm naive because nothing was ever like an order to me where i was like intimidated by it you know so maybe somebody else might have felt like it was do or die i don't know and but do you think that it's possible though with with that scenario of not being ordered, could that just be a Milwaukee thing? You know, because I'm, I envision yeah, like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Chicago probably has that bro. Like, yo, yeah. and, and no, it's true though. It's true though. Cause like, like there's more, there's more full blown wars, you know, like in Chicago, bro, there's full blown wars. So, I mean, it, it, I know of personal instances where I had, I know I got, I know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know the guy who was used to be the regional Inca, yeah, like he was he, he was given orders to go like um you know if brothers got smoked or something like that if a king got killed and mm-hmm. you know he was given orders like yo go kill them dudes you know what I'm saying so yeah but that was a, I, I'm that's not I'm not trying to justify it I'm just saying like that's more of a of a retali- retaliatory move but mm-hmm. if you think about it that's always all the moves because they're always at war see in Milwaukee was a little bit different we were in search of the war like we were we were seeking out the war you know what i'm saying like i'm just calling it what it is and so we never had to be like ordered to go do anything because nobody was really going coming at us you know what i'm saying and then when we did lose a guy when we did lose cat like people were so 
blown away, they were willing to go and obviously like avenge him to some extent. And the ones that weren't, we knew who they were, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and that's where that ended at. And so, yeah, I think, bro, you're right. Like there, it's definitely geographical. Yeah, you know, there probably it. is to some extent where they're telling the futures, you got to go this, you got to do that because um, we were never told. I was never told that. And then I never, I never told no future to go kill nobody. Now, now, now if we speed forward to talking about winging people, right? So let's get, let's, let's jump up to here. Let's jump up to speed. I'm going to get into this. Do you want to ask that quick? You got something you want to ask real quick? Oh, no, no, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So like what we started doing, bro, um, is we started winging guys, meaning that not just guys that had position, because at this time I was a Kasika and Monty was the Inca and Payne was the enforcer, I believe. But at this time, you know, it, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like it was just the top, the top dogs putting guys under the wings. We had like average, you know, like all the, all the, all the members, you know what I'm saying? We were like, all the members are going to um, wing somebody because they're mm-hmm. already made members. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, we had got to that point where it was like, we just looked at each other. Like, you know, we were all guys, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we made decisions together. Like, yeah, me and Mondi made decisions, obviously from the top, you know what I'm saying? But, my brother was always right there. You know, Toot was always right there at that time. Like we had gotten into a rhythm where it was us, you know, this was our, this was our chapter, you know what I'm saying? And so we held it together. Yeah. We had the structure, but anyways, so yeah, we were winging, we were winging guys. Right. So, uh, so the members had guys under wing. I, I think I had like, I had uh peaky under my wing, I think. And then, and then, um, who did I have, I had peaky under my wing. I think I had Gordy under my wing. I had a couple guys under my wing, right? And so, like this, this is this wasn't. I I would never order nobody to do anything that I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, if anything, it was like let's go out together. You know and what I'm saying? It. Yeah, and do it right. And so, this I remember this night I did that right, and I took B- Fro had Rick under his wing. And, you know, rest in peace, Rick, another one passed away, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Fro took Rick out and was like, yo, let's go, you know? And, and they were out. Right. And so I had Peaky and Benny was there that night. And I remember I was like, come on, Peaky, like, let's go. And um, so we went outside and then Benny followed. And I was like, I was like, nah, bro. I I think Benny was under Tim's wing. It was really just about, that kind of relationship, right? That, that wing relationship, right? You, you're mm-hmm. building, like you're trying to, you're trying to figure things out. And it's about like seeing somebody's reactions and their movements and, and how they anticipate things or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can just, des- I can describe it. You know what I mean? Uh, I can be descriptive now, but at that time you, you, you don't think about it like that, but you do, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's really what it is, bro. Is you're, you're analyzing guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I trust my life what in this dude's thing? hands? You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, because that's what it is in a split second, right? So I take him out, right? We were by Rick's house on 11th. And so Rick, you know, the rest of the guys stayed in the basement. We had, we used to have futures over there all the time. We used to have a shit ton of guns down there. You know, that was our, that was our spot, bro. That was where we were kicking it. And so Rick's out with Fro, right? And so mm. um, I'm out with Peaky and we start walking. <clears throat> we go to Rogers. I got the 38 on me, right? Now, Mind you, I said this was his is his test. You know what I'm saying? And um, but that's what it's supposed to be. But you gotta understand, bro. Like my mindset though was just really, really twisted at this time. Like I, I just really had this, this, this. Uh, I had a crazy ego for nothing, um, and and I just was really, really gung ho on everything that was in the Latin King. And so mm-hmm. we see this dude, right? I see this dude right on Rogers. And uh, it's like right in the middle of the block, about to be an alley right there. And, you know, I knew he was a Cobra. And so I tell, I tell um, Peaky, I'm like, yo, it's a snake right there. Like, I'm going to pop him, right? So everything about that whole situation, like I'm analyzing, I'm going to see his movement, right? Like, you know, what's his response? And without hesitation, he's like, let's go. You know, and so like that's that's like you can see right away from then on, you know, and I already you already kind of kind of knew that. Right. Like even though Mm -hmm. Peaky was like 
in and out, in and out, as far as like when he was coming around to become a king and he kind of struggled a little bit. He had some some downtimes. He was Toot's brother. You know, that's Quee, Quee's little brother, like Toot's older brother, like their whole family, like, you know what I'm saying? Just bloodline. I knew he wasn't going to be like scared. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I didn't expect that. Um, but you never know until you yeah. know. And so, um, bam, yeah. So he passed that test. And, um, you know, the rest of the story is I I, uh, I shot, I, I walked up to this dude and I shot, you know, I'm like probably like in the middle of the street still. And he's on the sidewalk. And I, so I shoot, I start shooting. I got a six shot, 38. So mm-hmm. I start shooting. He sees me pull out and I start shooting at him. Boom, boom. I hit him in the leg. And I know because he's like not running as fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as soon as I, as soon as I take off, right. Cause I only got six shots, you know? And then like, uh, when I get down, bro, like, I don't know what happened. My, my shit was like dry. It was like misfiring. You know, I think I probably only shot like, like three, two or three. Mm-hmm. And it was like misfiring. And so me and, me and, uh, Beaky, we turn around to run and we get to the alley across the street alley. And I can see that dude still like running down the alley the other way, you know, across mm-hmm. the street. And, um, fucking breaking, <laughs> breaking fro come popping out of the gangway. He's like, who is that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I still got the gun in my hand, you know, but I didn't know who it was at first. So I pull out the gun. I mean, I, I ain't got nothing to shoot. Right. But I'm just trying to, at this point, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make it look like something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're like, and I'm like, who's that? You know what I'm saying? Rick's like, it's me, it's me, it's me. So I'm like, oh, they're like, who is that? They're like, what happened? You know? Cause I heard the gunshot, obviously. And I'm like, that's a snake right there running down the alley. And so now Rick's got a nine, he's got a nine Smith and Wesson. And, um, and so now it's his time to show, right? Like his let's go moment. You know what I'm saying? This is his let's go moment, Mm -hmm. you know? And as soon as I said that, he was like, where? Boom. He looked and he takes off running and he's chasing him. And now, you know, granted, he probably started shooting a little bit early because the dude was way down the alley. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was way down the alley, you know, but he shot a couple times and then obviously the dude hit the gangway once he heard the shots coming, you know what I'm saying? And then Rick came running back. So he obviously didn't catch him, you know, but that was his moment, you know, even though you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you know, you showed that you were willing to do it. So, so it was things like that with us, bro. With, yeah. with my generation, it was like that. It was like, it was like, all right, well, I'm not going to tell you go kill nobody, but let me see what you're about. You know, let me see how you're going to, you're going to handle yourself. And listening to those stories, I cannot, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that there's not even a moment of hesitation from either of them. Cause I mean, in theory, this is the first time they've been in a situation similar to that. And there's just no hesitation. That is just crazy to me. Right. Well, I mean, I gave you the example of like little bull, you know, he was a future when he let Marcus get jumped. You know, that was a, that was a real thing, you know? And so that's, that's one of the negative um, responses, but you got to remember too, right? Like that hazing never happened um, to like angel, you know, mm-hmm. that hazing never happened to angel. We never, he was never in a situation where I took him with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't even remember whose wing he was under. I, and I think he might've been like, I don't know, bro. I, I can't remember that with him. My point is that he didn't, he didn't get that. And so there had been moments where he did like, you know, like sketchy shit, shit mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to do, you know, losing guns and just doing dumb shit, you know, like avoidable shit. So yeah, he never fit. And, and even Mario, Mario never got haze, bro. And, and, um, to like test their, you know, test their, their fortitude, bro. And their, you know, what they're really about. And, and, uh, you know, he had situations where the police rolled up on one time and he froze up, you know, instead of running, he froze up, slid the gun underneath the car, you know, and, mm. and the gun got found, you know, like shit like that. Like, that's critical. You got a bunch of broke dudes with two two to five guns. You going <laughs> to yeah. lose one of them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And we at war, you know, every day, all day. So like shit like that was critical, man. Like you had to be, you had to be quick on your feet, bro. You had to have them quick responses and and so those that hazing and that testing was like it was it was essential, bro, because you you're really you're really putting them in situations where they have to they have to respond, um, you know, like men. And and so even like with the wrestling shit, bro, like um like I'll give you an example, bro. Like, you know, I remember when when Toot like cause Toot was always around, but like I said, there's always like there's always like those steps you take to step up, right? 
And, um, but he was always a littler guy. And, and I remember, bro, one time we were by, we were by Crystal's house. And this was like, when he was like coming around, like it was, it was, it was almost time. And, um, and we started wrestling me and him and, bro, we are going at it, you know, we're <laughs> slamming each other around, you know what I'm saying? And I think like, that's when a lot of, a lot of people like, including myself are like, man, this dude's here, you know, like he's, he's here, you know what I'm saying? And you got to remember, like, I used to wrestle, bro, like with everybody. I used to like, yeah, I was young, bro, but I wrestled with everybody, bro. And, and, uh, like, you know, there wasn't du- dudes weren't throwing me around, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even the older guys, older guys weren't throwing me around. It just wasn't happening. You know, like, yeah, I, I might not, I might not slam you on your shit, but I'm going to be, I'm going to cause some trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and anybody like my age, yeah, I was getting at him, bro. I was, I remember, I remember as a, a hazing move, right? Um, Jay and Dre, right? So these dudes, they used to be on some hater shit with me, bro. Like they would act cool with me, but they'd be on some hater shit with me because it was deeper than just, I don't know, hazing. To me, it was like, it was on some hater shit, like, um, almost a jealousy to me at the, I don't know, bro. I, you know, it just felt weird. Uh, but anyways, so, um, bro, like I was a young, I was always the youngest dude on 19th, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was always the youngest dude. And I was like, you know, for lack of a better term, man, like I was shining, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was in the street. I was doing what I needed to do. Like, you know, you, the, the, you know, all the stereotypical shit that you, you know, about somebody rising up, bro. Some guys just don't like that shit, you know? And, and so, Felt like Jay and Dre kind of trying to put a little, you know, a little to to dim my shine a little bit. And so, anyways, I remember one time these dudes were like, "Yeah, we got something for you. We got something for you." You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, we got somebody for you." And so, basically, what they had was they had this dude. His name was Shorty, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's his real name, but but it, we call him Shorty. <laughs> and um, but this dude was a grown ass man, right? But he was just he was just um. He was just small. He was smaller. You know what I'm saying? Now you gotta remember, like at this time, I'm probably like 14, maybe, maybe, yeah, like 14, something like that. Maybe, maybe about to be 15. And and Jay and Dre are like, you know, these dudes, obviously they did one and a two, right? And so they they like trying to, they trying to like throw <laughs> like a little bit of fire. Yeah, I mean a little bit of a little bit of motherfucking water on my fire, right? So they thinking, okay, Shorty's gonna slam this dude around. You know what I'm saying? Because I was wrestling, bro. Like, I was, I was always wrestling with dudes. It was like big thing, hyped up, right? Guys wanted to see it. You know what I'm saying? Because this dude's basically a grown man, but he's just my size, you know what I'm saying, at the time. Man, I put this dude in every corner of that damn room, dog. <laughs> I was slamming him around, dog. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's, oh, you know, they cheering. Because that's what it was. It turns into that. Everybody's, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Everybody jumping up and down. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, there's a lot of guys that are rooting for me. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yeah, like, like, uh, Jay and Dre, they, they like the authority, you know what I'm saying? They like the, they like, we going, we, we, you know what I'm saying? Like we going against the authority, you know what I'm saying? So like we had a bunch, a bunch of guys cheering for me, yo, and I was just slamming around and they're like all talking shit to Shorty afterwards. Like, man, what the hell? Like, talking shit to <laughs> How did you lose that shit? But yeah, but, but you know, and they would do that all the time. Like even Deuce Trey, Deuce Trey had another guy named Miles. And that, that was a big thing too. Cause I was the youngest guy and Miles was younger than me. I think Miles was probably like, probably like six months younger than me or some shit. This was supposed to be their up and coming guy, right? To like com- compete with 19th street. Mm-hmm. Man, he could not handle nothing I was doing, man. Not- in front of all them dudes trades, I was wrestling in Nick's bay in Nick's, in Nick's living room, mm-hmm. uh, two, three, Nick, he lived on 16th beach at that time. Wrestling in that living room, putting them everywhere, all on the floor. And so, yeah, man, that's the kind of shit that was that, that, that was our hazing shit, bro. But it was, it was, it was meant from a good place. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I guess, yeah, guys take it and they take it out of pocket and they do dumb shit with it, that power, you know, but it's supposed to be meant from a good place at least. You know what I mean? And and yeah, uh, I, I got a lot. I think I got a lot from it, bro. I think me personally, like, I don't know. It, it, it does, bro. It, it makes you, it gives you thick, thicker skin and it just makes you, it hardens you, bro. You know, it just makes you a different kind of person in that element, bro. And that's what you need to be, bro. Because, uh, you know, that environment, bro, you, you have to, you can't have that them hesitations, you know, any type of hesitation, bro. And then that could cost you. That could be mm-hmm. it. End of the road. I'm curious. Do you know, do you remember how old Shorty was when you had this fight with him? He was like 18, bro. I think okay. I was 14. He was 18. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then how much? It wasn't a fight though. It was just a wrestling match. It wasn't, well, it wasn't but, a fight. But yeah. Okay. Wrestling. But, um, 
the other question is, is um, how much do you think the fact that you were the youngest and the smallest, how much of a target did that put on your back? That Well, I wasn't the smallest though. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> there was guys smaller than me. Oh, there were um, we got guys smaller. Yeah, yeah, there was guys smaller than me, or or my size. You know what I'm saying? Like Toot was Toot used to be super small. Wow. Like Toot was, yeah, Toot was little man, but he was just strong, bro. You know, Mondi wasn't a big guy, bro. We didn't have a lot of super big guys that were from. But now you get into like the next generation, like above us. You know what I'm saying? Like guys like you know Jay. Jay was bigger. Snuff was bigger. At least to us at that time, Fro was bigger. You know all those guys, Champ, Dre. You know, all them dudes are bigger. But but do you think do do you think okay, just the age factor of it, did that make you more prone to be I think that, bro, listen, I'll be honest with you, dude. And 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 this could be me I'm just being honest. This is what it was, bro. In my mind it's what it was. And I know my guys feel like this the same. You know, to Tim, uh, you know, to Tim, Monty, we felt like this, bro. We were guys that we were popular. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we were popular, bro. Um, we were popular with the girls. You know, we were popular in the street. And so our name was ringing out there, bro. And 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 when that happens, you know, guys that have been there before, because they've been there before us, you know, they're not getting that same pop anymore. Sometimes that shit, they don't like that. They want yeah, to knock like you that. off your pedestal, kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Know. And so, and so, yeah, bro, like little shit like that, it happens, bro. It happens. And like, yeah, you can't, they can't do that you know, so much to somebody like Mondi, he's supposed to rise, you know, that's champ's cut. That's champ's right. little brother. You know, that's the next generation. He's supposed to rise. You know what I'm saying? So, so who, naturally who you go to, you know, you go to the, the people on the outside, you know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, yeah, my family is rooted, but differently. And then obviously not in a good way, you know, mm -hmm. at that point, yeah. you know, at that point, my family didn't have a great name with the nation, you know, with the exception of my brother, but he didn't have my last name my older brother, Ronnie, he didn't have my last name, you know? So, um, you know, it wasn't like I had a crutch, you know what I mean? So obviously they, they pick and choose. Everybody picks and choose, you know what I'm saying? Like we did too. Mm -hmm. And to swing back to, you were talking about have bringing a future under your wing. And I'm just curious if you can explain, cause I think we talked about it in a previous episode that basically how somebody kind of gets pulled into a gang is, is that they know somebody and then that person brings them around. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a, that's a typical way, you know, or family or something like that. Yeah. As and soon as just, somebody yeah. starts bringing somebody around, it, do you quote unquote call them, call them a future or is there like a point where they become a future? Mm, yeah, there's a point No, nah, because you got to think about it. Um, you know, when they first start coming around, they can come around to kick it. You know, they might, they might want to come around just to party, you know, maybe they, maybe they come around, they bring a bottle. Right. So mm -hmm. nobody's going to turn that down. Hey, yo, you <laughs> got a bottle. He wants to come drink. All right, cool. And then he's a cool dude. Kicks it. Oh, what's up? Oh, you want to come kick it with us again? All right. You know, and then, and then, all right, hey, you come hang out during the day now, you know what I'm saying? Let's see what you about, you know, type of shit. Come kick it with the fellas. And then it kind of like turns into something like that, bro. And it's organic, you know what I mean? And and then you watch them and then, and then you basically tell them like, what are you trying to, you know, what are you trying to get out of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, and guys would typically be like, oh yeah, I want to be a brother. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you'd be like, all right, well, you're a future. Then you can be a future. You know what I'm saying? That kind of, you know, because obviously there's a conversation before, um, before you have that conversation with him, there's a conversation in the circle, meaning that guys are going to get together and be like, yo, I like the way this dude moves, you know, like, um, he's a good guy. I think we should, we should try him out, you know? And, and so then guys will either agree with him or not. And then, and then they'll be like, all right. And, you know, basically put him on a, on a probation kind of thing. And, and, um, you know, that's how it'll move. And then, so once, once you're, they say, okay, we want to make this guy a future. Do they, is it just typically whoever brought them into the circle is becomes under their wing or is um, there a whole you know what, decision we're, process we're, in that too? I think in a situation like that, for sure. Yeah. Um, that would be the most ideal thing, you know, because it's just simple. It fits because you're bringing them around. So ultimately you're responsible for them. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's all, that's really what having somebody under your ring, your wing meant meant that you were responsible for them, bro. Meaning if they fucked up, 
you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to make that call beforehand, meaning that it's on you to judge this dude and see if he's worthy to be in a circle. Because if you let him linger around and something happens, now where he's a liability, you know, it's your fault. That that shit, well, we took it serious. You know what I'm saying? So so that was the thing. Like, um, yeah, you take somebody under your wing and ultimately you have to throw your crown up for him in a circle and say, yeah, this dude can be one of us. Like, he was worthy. And, you know, I did that for Peaky. Uh, I ended up getting locked up before Gordy became a king. He wasn't ready when I was out. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else I had with me because there was a bunch of guys at that time. And I'm trying to think if any of them didn't make it. Maybe I can come back to that. I'm not sure. But yeah, bro, there, there's there's a, a ton of there's a ton of ways to to this is the, this is the irony, right? There's only a few ways to become one, but there's a ton of ways to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and, so uh, many things and, in life. <laughs> yeah, and it can be down to just basic mannerisms, bro. At, at that point, you know, it can be down to basic man. Like guys just be like, man, I don't like how he moves. I don't like how he, you know what I'm saying? Or or mm-hmm. the dude's soft or whatever. And that sometimes that's where the testing comes from too. Because then guys will be like, well, then test him. You know what I'm saying? Well, then show me. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was really a thing, bro. Like if, if you felt like, you know, like I told, and the prime example, bro, honest with you was like with Lauren and, and Sammy, like that was a, that was a, like a real live hatred that Lauren had for that dude. And I didn't like him either. I didn't like Sammy either, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, being honest, he just wasn't my kind of guy, nothing personal against him. Now I don't care, but I'm just saying back then, like he's just not my kind of guy. But Lauren had this deep-rooted hatred for him. I don't know what happened. And so we kind of let that play out the way it did. When we X'd him, literally his X out was Lauren beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I think different situations cause for different different <laughs> different moves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So one more question for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Thinking back on it, can you tell the a time that you were hazed that and it has to be you yourself that you felt like that was fucked up nah nah you know bro i I don't think i don't think that uh but let me put it like this bro i think that i i i adapted really well early on to the point where this is gonna sound it's a crazy advantage but this was literally an advantage for me I, I knew how to hold my own when, when it came to alcohol, I drank, you know, I could drink without being a sloppy drunk. Um, and even with smoking weed. And I think those two things, those two elements, they, they, they're always, uh, present. And so if you can't hold your own, you know, and, and keep a straight face and be cognizant of what's going on and articulate sentences, like guys, they automatically, they haze you in a different way. And so when you start holding yourself and you're holding your own, you, 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 you garner a little respect as just who you are as a human. And then, and then ultimately how you're carrying yourself, you're going to, they're going to, they're going to respect you more. And so I think you can find yourself getting less hazed or, Mm -hmm. or never, never hazed to the point where it's like something like, you're like, damn, man, like that's, that's messed up. They should have never did that to me. Cause I'm sure there's, there's, um, there's a lot of things that we've done. Or like I shouldn't have shaved Peaky's eyebrows off. That was bogus. Like I shouldn't do that. Both his eyebrows. I shouldn't do that. Shit. That's pretty harmless, that. though, man. Yeah, you know, but it, it really is. But it, it is. But I would have been sick if somebody did that to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I think, like I would have been sick, bro. I probably wouldn't have came and kicked it for until my shit grew back. And so yeah, it's just little shit like that. You know what I mean? And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of things that my brother and. You know, they've done a lot of crazy shit. Toots done a lot of crazy shit. And I'm sure he's like, damn, that was probably fucked up. Um, but yeah, bro, it's a part of the, it's a part of the game. The reality is that it's kind of needed, you know, uh, to some extent to to expose guys and and um, which is all the more reason to people for people to just avoid it and go have a regular life. Yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting because it makes sense that it exists because anything that's like a tight knit group like that, like the thing that immediately comes to my mind is sports. That that shit exists all over the place in sports. Yeah. And that's that's what I was going to say. You know, that's a perfect example, bro. Because that's what I exactly I was thinking about earlier. I was like, man, any group of guys, bro, 
there's going to be hazing. I mean, think about fucking not just sports. Yeah, locker rooms and shit like that where all these rookies got to pick up the bill, pick up the tab and shit. Not just shit like that, but just imagine how the hazing is in fraternities. Yeah. You know, those guys are dying sometimes in fraternities from hazing. <laughs> exactly. You know? So it's just, it's really just guys, bro. It's a guy thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, you get them, you get a bunch of guys together and they're that close. That's just yeah. what happens. Yeah. And there's naturally, bro, naturally the alphas want to rise to the top. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you know, you try to, you do things to, you know, to incite, to, you know, to like incite <laughs> different little fucking, um, you know, moments. And so, yeah, I definitely, I, I don't, I don't regret that shit, bro. You know, that was a part of it, bro, that, that, uh, I understood and I, and I, I believe I played it well, mm. <laughs> which is probably why a lot of people call me an asshole. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. So that's what I got for you, man. I hope you liked that one. All right. Well, with that, we'll wrap this episode up. Um, as always, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash normalized crime. And uh, well, you can also reach out to us at your favorite email address, normalized crime at gmail.com. And we will be back next week with the Patreon episode and two weeks with a regular episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Normalized Crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.